we'd like to welcome you back to part three of our emergency freedom alert for June 29th, 2020. Next report is exclusive contact tracing whistleblower warns of door-to-door forced vaccinations and FEMA kidnapping campaigns. I know the news cycle just keeps getting funner and funner. And then in the natural news exclusive, a California-based whistleblower is stepping forward and sounding the alarm on door-to-door contact tracing campaigns, which are underway right now, justified by the coronavirus pandemic government response. These campaigns will be escalated to force vaccinations if they get their way and FEMA kidnappings of dissenters who refuse vaccines we've learned. Well, that's what the plans are. This video features a whistleblower we're referring to as Contact Traced, who is filmed in goggles and a hoodie hiding in a dark closet to conceal their identity. Right now, California is hiring people to go door-to-door creating red flag lists of vaccine dissenters, flagging them to be forced vaccinated, medically kidnapped, or executed by the California government authorities in the near future. Um, Yesterday, we interviewed former FEMA Administrator Celeste Salome, who confirmed that FEMA is gearing up to medically kidnap and forcefully place American citizens into FEMA camps where so-called anti-vaxxers will be exterminated. That's not a metaphor. They will be murdered by the state. Now, this is Mike Adams saying this, and I don't refer to him as a Christian. He's on the mask bandwagon, doubling down on that right now, and proud as ever that he's proud mask-wearing Mike Adams. And against all the other evil that I will be covering about masks. But see, that's the thing with pride is once you've went down a road far enough and if your pride is not in check what ends up happening is you can't recant you can't look at any other side other than your own pride-filled narrative that you've put a lot of time and effort into and you're not willing to humble yourself and admit you might have been wrong because the the mask thing isn't even close i mean there, there is so much information about how horrific these masks are it's not even funny but mike adams goes and doubles down one minute he's on the trump train next minute he's off a double-minded man is unstable in all their ways so take anything from mike adams with a grain of salt okay um he's interviewing this lady but you know i'm not a big fan because of his double-mindedness and his pride Uh, Anyway, we've also confirmed from another source that FEMA's leadership has been completely overrun with communist operators who are planning on exploiting FEMA authority to flag and exterminate pro-America, pro-Trump dissenters who tend to be vaccine skeptics as well. We were also uh, receiving documentation of the exact uh, inventory of FEMA's killing machines, which have been distributed to FEMA centers across the nation, which will be used to murder a large number of dissenters who are flagged by FEMA Make no mistake, FEMA will be the vehicle of genocide in America. As I, I think it's not going to just be FEMA. I think it's going to be a lot of different things. But as the Civil War ramps up and as the murderous left attempts to round up their political enemies and exterminate them through death camps. Now notice, again, there is no hope in any of this. There is no, you know, they that endure to the, the end, the same shall be saved. There's no talk of God. There's no talk of God's deliverance. There's none of that. Okay, And that's what you're going to run into when you have a un a, a um, unchristian secular, he'll give God a little bit of lip service every once in a while, but that's what you're going to run into. So just understand that that's the where they're coming from here. They will use vaccine compliance as one of the vehicles through which dissenters can easily be identified and later removed by force. In other words, being flagged as a vac- vaccine resistor is now the equivalent of being placed on a government death list. 
and door-to-door contact tracing campaigns are the mechanism by which big government is building these lists in preparation for the purge now again this is why it's very very important to not interact with contact tracers whatsoever you don't want to give them anything okay Watch this video and share with all your followers on alternative social sites like Parler.com, Gab.com. I guess these are new platforms. All the communist-run mainstream tech platforms have blacklisted every video from Brighteon, so you cannot share Brighteon videos there. Move to alternative platforms and take your followers with you. So I'm going to go ahead and play this. Welcome to this important interview for Brighteon Conversations. This is Mike Adams here today. We have a secret contact tracer who is joining us anonymously to talk about the really the medical police state that is being rolled out in california uh, she has done extensive research on the contact tracing network and was in fact visited and perhaps intimidated by a covid 19 contact tracer in northern california and she is warning the rest of us about what's about to happen to all of us as maybe a second wave is rolled out or a second bioweapon is rolled out. They're going to use that as a pretext to crack down on all human freedom using contact tracing and effectively medical martial law. So today we're joined by a person that we're, we're calling Contact Traced. Uh, she has been visited by contact tracers in Northern California and she's here to warn us about the danger that this poses to all of our civil liberties all across America. She joins us in shadow to protect her identity from the medical fascists in California who are probably going to arrest people who speak out against the uh, medical police state that's coming. Uh, so thank you for joining us, Contact Traced. Uh, where do you want to begin on this topic? Yeah, thanks for having me on your show. I'm really concerned about contact tracing, and I have pretty good reason to believe they might start with California and maybe all the Western states to make an example out of us. And the reason I got in touch with you about this issue is because... Yeah, I'm sorry about the voice. There's nothing I can do about it, but I believe the things that this uh, lady is saying is important enough to just bear kind of through the, the voice distortion. Two weeks ago, the contract tracer came to my house for the second time. He had come uh, about three weeks earlier. Someone else was at my house and told him to go away. But the second time he came, I was here. And well, really... well, let me ask you some basic questions. First of all, have you ever, have you been diagnosed with COVID-19? Or is there any reason why they would think you no, had it? No, I have not been tested for COVID-19 or diagnosed. In fact, I haven't been sick for yeah, at least a year. Okay, so what, do you think they're just randomly hitting every house? in california what, what how how did they arrive at your front door do you think i think the person who came to my home was actually what i'm calling a proto contact tracer there is a program called community emergency response team known as cert c-e-r-t and so these people are assigned to each block in the neighborhoods around northern california and i think it's a nationwide program as well and they're gathering information on everybody on their block and my contact tracer from CERT, actually it's not an official contact tracer, so let me be clear about that, it's somebody from CERT, the Community Emergency Response Team. Another thing too is that if you have vehicles, if you can park them in a garage, like if you have a garage, I would highly recommend you do that. And that if there's windows where people can see into your house or your garage, you get those covered. And I don't care if you go out by cheap mini blinds, and I mean windows they could look through your garage into your um into your garage 
like if you have clear windows in the garage door, anything like that, I would cover those with some type of opaque material. A lot of this stuff can be bought on the cheap at you know hardware stores and these types of things. Anything you could do to keep prying eyes out of your house, the better. Uh, anything you could do to, you know, there's a lot of advantages to keeping your cars in your garage. They're going to be more likely protected. There's going to be a much less likelihood they're going to be vandalized. They're not going to be able to get your license plates. They're not going to be able to look in your car to see what's in there. Uh, anything you can do to uh, cover up your windows in your house or where people cannot look in, and I mean first and second story because there's always the potential for drones to fly okay that i'm just saying these are practical things you can do that you don't necessarily have to break the bank in order to do them um and to have as little on the outside of your house that like is any kind of personal thing just as vanilla as possible become the gray man uh you know again do as the Lord leads you. I'm just saying these are some practical things you can do for privacy that, you know, things to think about. Um, came to my home and started asking invasive questions about whether there were elderly people at my home or if anybody needed food. And this was like at least two, two and a half months into the lockdown in California. So I thought it was really odd that two and a half months in, they'd be asking if there were any elderly people who needed food at that mm -hmm. point, because at that point, they'd probably be dead if they didn't have a food. So the timing, I felt, was really odd. Did he know your name when he came to your door? Or, or I mean, did he have any, any other information about you already? He did not. He didn't know my name. He said he lived on my block, although I've never seen him before in my entire life. So it sounds like the authorities in California are recruiting, you know, local block by block neighborhood, I don't know what you call them, COVID-19 snitches, uh, you know, something out of the Stasi, SS, uh, sort of, you know, community level enforcement that where they're first assessing everybody to find out, you know, who lives where and maybe, maybe they have a flag, you know, if you don't comply. Did you, did you get any kind of pushback from him that way where, uh, where you felt like you were going to be marked because you weren't going along with what he was uh, demanding? Not overtly, but I did feel like he was noting that I was a dissident and didn't want him coming back, and I'm afraid that that information is going to be passed along to the contact tracers when they do come, and maybe I might be marked as a dissident, which is why I prefer to be interviewed in shadow today. Do you fear that at some point this whole system will escalate to forced vaccinations on a door-to-door -door basis? Absolutely. Yes. I don't think they really care about contact tracing every last one of us just to see who tests positive for COVID. I think this is a pilot and they want to figure out how the contact tracing is going to work. They want to train their people in a real life setting because they all got trained online and they want to get some initial information on people. So when the forced vaccination program comes along, that will go a lot more easily for them. You know, it sounds like a cover story that they're pulling on the community to even call themselves contact tracers because, you know, contact tracing works by asking a person who has been diagnosed, who were you in contact with? And that person creates a list of all their friends or family members or social interactions, and then they go visit those people, right? That's contact tracing. What they did to you is not contact tracing. It's, it's more like um, a sweep, like a like a dragnet operation. Yeah, it did feel like a dragnet operation. And one of my neighbors, my friend on a different block, she sent me 
an information sheet that she got from her cert person who came to her house on the exact same day. And that information sheet was so invasive, it wanted the names, phone numbers, emails, and social media accounts of everyone in the household, their names, including children's names and children's phone numbers, and it wanted a local contact in case of an emergency and all their contact information and an out-of-town contact with all their information as well. It was highly evasive. Well, so I wish we would have covered this right up front. So what they're really asking for is everything you just mentioned, which sounds incredibly suspicious that they want all your social media accounts and all the information about your children. Uh, that's, that's extraordinary. They're, they're building, obviously, a kind of like a well, like an NSA type of database uh, of interactions. I mean, they're building a database on their own citizens. They are, exactly. And if you go to the CDC site and read about contact tracing, they even say they're going to ask for people's social media accounts as part of the contact information they're looking for. It's absolutely insane. Is there any mechanism you're aware of where citizens can call a number and complain? about this or who's running this and how are they transparent about what's going on and, and was there any pre-announcement in your area that this was going to take place or was this a total surprise? That's a fantastic set of questions. There may have been a pre-announcement maybe on next door but I'm not on next door so I didn't know about it and there is no number to call as far as I know unless we check the CERT site, the community, community emergency response team site, there might be a number to call about that. So a strange person wearing a mask comes to your front door, peeks in your windows, asks you to hand over all your private information, leaves without giving you any identity, is wearing a vest and a, and, and a laminated badge that anybody could print on their home printer. Is that, is that about a, a good summary? Yes, yeah, it is. Okay, yeah, well, I, I would agree that you're, you're right to be suspicious. And what really worries me about the contact tracers coming is that once someone tests positive, they're going to look back on those past 48 hours before someone tests positive, and they'll be able to look at your, your data from your app that they've downloaded onto your phone. If you have an iPhone, it's the update called 13.5. I don't know what it is on an Android, but they'll be able to look back over those two days after someone tests positive, contact all those people, and tell them that they have to go on an involuntary quarantine for two weeks. And then they can get off quarantine, be re-exposed, and get quarantined again. So people could conceivably, conceivably be on back-to-back -back quarantines, and I'm very concerned that... The get your blocker bags, or bare minimum, wrap your phones in aluminum foil when you're out. Uh, if you've got a smartphone, or anything like that, especially. Employment rate might double because of that, from 40 million to 80 million. Because how can businesses stay in business... If the employees are always on back-to-back -back quarantines, and then they might not come back to a job later because the small businesses are going to fold without the workers. Well, at the same time as well, let's not forget that all the doctors and nurses that previously told us we had to uh, not protest in public and wear masks and practice social distancing, uh, they're now all saying that uh, it's okay for Black Lives Matter protesters to uh, protest and share all the air in public places. They don't need to wear masks. They don't need to practice social distancing. They're, they're basically saying that everything they previously said was a complete fraud, uh, since uh, protesting is now more important because they, they support this particular social cause. That's more important than everything they previously said about a disease that they predicted would kill millions. And, and even further, th this is my own commentary, but I'll, I'll ask for your opinion. 
on this. Didn't they tell us that COVID-19 disproportionately kills black people? And in some cities, I think 70% of the deaths were African-Americans. And isn't it now those very same black people that these mostly white doctors are telling to go out and protest and get infected? I mean, why isn't this raising question marks in the minds of of more people than just us. I couldn't agree more. It's sanctimonious and duplicitous, and it's it's really a double standard. I mean, where were our First Amendment rights when we were first told we had to lock down? And yeah, now that they support the Black Lives Matter agenda, it's it's a totally different story. And what's really odd too is that one of the officials recently, and I can't recall who it was, said that they were going to prioritize African Americans as some of the first people to get the vaccine because they're so much more affected by it, and the death rate is higher in that community. So what else? What else is on your mind that you think our audience needs to know? I mean, you're obviously very concerned. Uh, you maybe got a little freaked out by this person coming to your house, peeking through your windows, asking you all these questions. You believe that this is a precursor to maybe forced vaccinations that might, in fact, target black people across America first. Um, th those are all big things to be concerned about, but what... What else is on your mind that our readers and, and viewers need to know? A few things. I'd say, firstly, the unemployment rate, I think, is going to skyrocket if people are on back-to-back -back quarantines, or even, you know, a quarantine a month is going to probably do that. And then, second of all, I think small businesses are going to go out of business. There is no carve-out for healthcare workers or anybody who's in contact with a lot of people who might have COVID. There's no carve-out for them. So our healthcare workers could be on back-to-back -back quarantines as well. Right now, they absolutely could be. There was a study actually done on a Chinese woman who was institutionalized for having COVID, and they tracked her contacts for the five days before she tested positive, and she'd been in contact with 544 people. So it's about 100 people a day, if you take that as an average, that we're each in contact with. And so, again, for that 48-hour period, 48 period before you test positive, you could be in contact with 100 people. Yeah, that's, that's practical, to lock down 500. And then what about the people they came in contact with? Well, and then the ones they did. Where does it end? It's absolutely total. The only time contact tracing would even theoretically work is in like the show Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman that I've referenced many times where they were literally trying to get to patient zero in time so that patient zero didn't spread it to the whole country because they realized once it got beyond a certain point that it's pointless to even do contact tracing it's it's totally pointless because it's gone bye bye that time window that you had is gone it's gone but yet they're still doing it now like it's gonna work all of a sudden and even though it, it's just the most asinine thing you could even conceive of the whole con the whole concept of contact tracing Day, so that's at least 200 people who will have to go on mandatory quarantine because you test positive one day. So I'm worried about that. And I think there are three action steps people can take. I think that people need to know that they don't have to talk to contact tracers. You need to put up a gate. If you don't have one, you need to lock the gate. And they are legally not allowed to transgress the gate. And so that's the first step I would do. I would put up a no trespassing sign. I would put up a no solicitor sign. I would yep. put up cameras if you don't have them already. Yeah, this is all good stuff that she's talking. I know it sounds like a guy, but I, I think it's a she. Um, all good stuff. Uh, you can even get, if you don't have an alarm system, go and buy like the cheap little alarm things you can put on the door that basically it's just like a 
little contact you have the alarm on one side and the other and you can punch the code into it and you can use you can use that like an alarm system i mean at bare minimum if somebody kicks in your front door and you're asleep you're going to hear the alarm go off and it's not connected to any kind of alarm system so if the power goes out it doesn't matter because it's battery powered and that's something you could do on the cheap you can get those i don't know if you can get them at you could probably find them at hardware stores but you can get them online they're super super mega cheap and there and you just you punch a code in and you can go you can punch the code in to go off instantly or you can punch the code in to where it gives you a 20 second interval to go out the front door or wherever and that way you can punch the code in and then it'll give you 20 seconds and the little red light will beep and then you go out the front door and then now it's it's armed now, granted, that's not like having a professional-grade alarm system that's connected to the police, but I'll be quite honest with you, I don't want anything connected to the police or the government or anything like that, especially days and times we got, we're moving into. So I'm just saying, these are some really seriously cheapy, cheapy things you could do to give you another little layer of protection. You can install, obviously, more deadbolts on your door. You can, you can redo the hardware on your door to where... You reinforce the hardware on the door, like the, the door jams and, and, the, and the things like that, where it makes it much harder to kick in the door. You can get those um, burglar bars that if you have sliding windows, you just stick them on the window. And, it, and even if you have a lock on the window, it's one other level of, okay, they're going to have a harder time getting in. There's a lot of little cheapy things that you can do to um, securitize your house on a much higher level and it's better than doing nothing and you can do those little alarms on every single door in your house if you've got multiple entrances and i understand god's ultimately the one that protects us but these are just little practical things that you know i'm suggesting you could do and i my first step would be to not talk to contact tracers yeah. if they come to your house again don't talk to them but the really concerning thing is that there was a law passed in California called AB 262, which gives the Public Health Department authority over any other agencies to come and do their bidding. And that ties into another law that says they can confiscate any of your property that they want. Those are all very good action items. And adding to all of this, by the way, we have to mention the fact that so much of the testing produces false positives. So hundreds of people, by your description, could be placed under a mandatory quarantine due to a faulty test uh, and, and you know these faulty oh, yeah. tests are, are widespread the test kits are contaminated they give a lot of false positive that's all by design on purpose to get you into the database so that they can contact trace you get all your information take away all your rights take away your kids worst case scenario if you have them and get you into that database forever and then and then get all your other friends that you've had been in contact with because of your smartphone's going to be giving that them that information most likely unless you've disabled all that stuff, unless you've carried your phone in a blocker bag or something like that, get them all in trouble. So uh, again, it's just not, it's, you know, 19, you know, 42 Nazi Germany on steroids. There are hundreds of companies that make them, almost none of them have ever been validated or approved by the FDA. And uh, it, the, the science behind this is a total joke. Uh, the, these tests just don't, don't work. And so, but authorities, it seems like, they love the idea of being able to force people to stay locked down. They love asserting state power over people. So they love false positives because they just figure that's, a, that's just a drill. That's just an exercise to assert state power and make people prisoners in their own homes. What would you say to that? 
That's right. Mike, I've seen studies showing that there are 50 to 80% false positives on these tests, and this is a PCR test. They're coming around doing nasal swabs, and it, it's, a, it's a genetic test for the RNA, and it is not accurate, and the developer of that test, is, his name was Kerry Mullis. He won a, didn't win like a Nobel Prize for developing that test. Before he passed away, he said that test was absolutely not to be used for diagnostics. It's a lab technique to amplify different pieces of DNA or RNA. And so they're using a test that was never developed to be a diagnostic. Yes. Given that you believe the... This we're we're going to talk about that more later. Contact tracer may be coming back, and it's several months away, perhaps, before they have a vaccine. And, and given that you said you believe they, they might be forcing vaccines door to door, uh, what are you planning to do in anticipation of that? I mean, if you know they're coming, are you, are you just going to stay there as a sitting duck, or what's your plan? My plan, as well as the plan of a lot of people who are in the know, who I work with, is to get out of the state. People do not want to stay in California because we think that they're going to make an example out of California sooner rather than later, maybe yeah. starting in July. Yes. When you say make an example out of California, can you elaborate on that? Yeah, there was a, a meeting of public health officials and senators and assembly members in California a few weeks ago, and they talked about contact tracing. And I couldn't believe how often it went back to the fact that there's 700,000 in California that don't live close enough to a testing center to get tested. And the conversation kept going back to that point. And they were lamenting the fact that they couldn't reach every single person in California. And that sometimes up red flags. You know, why do they need to reach every single person in California when the CDC has come out saying that the death, the case fatality rate is a quarter of 1%? It's exactly. Like two, yeah. six. These are the same Luciferians that want you to die, but yet they care so much about you getting tested. Yeah, right. And so it just doesn't make any sense that they would need to contact trace and test every single person in California. And to do that, they might have to close our borders. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it's it's certainly a concern. And if this might happen in July, a lot of us think that we might want to not be in California before July. Looks like um, a lot of people are about to live out that movie, Escape from L.A. Uh, it's going to become a reality is, is what it looks like. Okay, well, I know that you, you've got plenty of things to do here. What... Just, just to wrap this up, final thoughts for our audience. Uh, what, I mean, speak to those who are watching this, who live in California. What should they be on the lookout for? I'd say the two most important things to protect yourself are to make sure you don't engage with the contact tracers as much as possible. Yes. And just, you know, be careful because if you're labeled as a dissident, they can probably drag you away to a FEMA camp for refusing to get tested or refusing to talk to a contact tracer. So you've got to weigh the pros and cons of that for yourself. And then the second thing is, please go educate the sheriff in your county. If the sheriff is educated, they will not enforce the contact tracing. Well, well said. Uh, I want to thank you for your time and for your courage in uh, stepping forward here, warning others. And I, I really want to uh, send you prayers and blessings for you to escape California before the, the vaccine mandate you know, kill shots come down. And yes, they're probably going to target black people first. So, you know, that we need to spread the word about that. Um, just just thank you for your... Yeah, so we have that. Um, and moving right along, 
the L.A. County Department of Children and Family Services, and again, this is in California, the DCFS, successfully convinced a judge to remove a child from a home because his parent tested positive for COVID-19. Now, is this the new normal? Yes. Let that sink in. The DCFS is asking for children to be removed from their parents' custody due to COVID-19 despite the parent making the appropriate arrangements for their child. Again, it doesn't matter. I believe they want to get a nice big crop of children that they're going to kidnap um, for you know nefarious purposes that I've mentioned earlier. The family is currently filing an appeal, a writ of habeas corpus, to have their child returned. There are reports of attorneys in Los Angeles facing similar challenges. And again, they're, they're beta testing this to see what kind of public reaction they're going to get. No agency, ha can you imagine when the public school starts up and they're just going to start abducting them one after another? without the parents consent oh oh he's he's got COVID 19 oh we're gonna have to take him from the parents that's it you know and they never see their kid again i'm i'm just saying the way that things are looking i wouldn't put anything past anybody at this point with the evil that we're facing uh no agency has the authority to remove a child from their private home because someone in the household is sick this is the most unnecessary unconstitutional and un conscionable of acts that these authorities have taken so far how did the court get involved in the first place when child wor welfare forms were originally changed to inquire if COVID-19 is present in the home authorities intended to warn new foster families of the presence of a potential COVID-19 infection however it seems that the information is being used as a weapon now against the families again that's what I'm saying whatever you can do to avoid being tested to avoid dealing with contact tracers, to avoid giving anybody any information about yourself, to avoid um, having your smartphone being tracked, to avoid having any updates on, on your smartphones being installed. And some of them are doing it automatically on purpose by design. Get rid of the smartphones, go to something like a track phone. And, and even then I would carry it in a blocker bag if you're out in public, that type of stuff. Don't have it registered under your name. I mean, I'm just saying, t saying that the, make yourself as small a target as possible you know because most people aren't doing that at all and um just you're dealing with satan okay you're dealing anybody in the government now just assume that they're a part of satan's minions they're not there for your benefit they're not there to help you in any way shape or form and i would try to limit that and make it as tough for them to track you and to question you and to deal with you as humanly possible it seems that this information is being used as a weapon now against the families to separate children from parents and isolate them this is important to know for any information you give out about your family's health and travels can and may be used against you in a court of law do do pro due process forfeited contact tracing is being configured into many aspects of society setting up the infrastructure to forcibly track isolate test remove and vaccinate people with no informed consent hospital policies now dictate that fathers cannot enter the delivery room and attend their children's birth an act of family separation that further conditions us to accept that children are now the property of the state medical kidnapping has been going on for a long time and now it's uglier than ever and probably going to ramp up more than ever contact tracers are being deployed by the thousands by state governments people going about their daily lives are being ordered to undergo home arrest and quarantine for merely crossing paths with someone who tested positive for covid19 
No illness, not even the slightest of symptoms, are needed to impose arbitrary 14-day quarantines on innocent people. It's important to note that these are not evidence-based quarantines. These are deliberate assaults on human freedom, an attack on our right to associate and assemble. These contact tracing efforts are a dragnet breaches of individual liberty, conditioning everyone to believe that all people are by default biological sources of contamination and infection and that you have no rights. Even in the spirit of protecting public health, most of the time, there isn't even a shred of evidence to suggest that an individual be considered for isolation. Nevertheless, countless people are now being tracked down by the state's contact tracing army and told to isolate for no rational reason whatsoever. And that's the least of what they're being told. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just, can, can, can you believe even this, this information that I'm having to report on now? Just compared to, the, let, let's go back to January of this year. My reports were 10 times less tame than any reports I've ever done. Every single week, it just ratchets up a whole other level of insanity. And that's why I'm saying they've pushed all their chips in. I don't think Satan's going to back off this time, no matter what. And all I can tell the body of Christ is to double down prayer, fasting, educating others, being proactive, preparing, bracing yourself for what's coming. And then we have this report. Uh, Virginia government sets up Nazi snitch line and urges residents to anonymously report churches for congregating. The Virginia Department of Health is urging residents to snitch on the public gatherings and other activities that violate um, Satanist Governor Ralph Northam's coronavirus orders, including churches. Um, the Washington Free Beacon reports that the health department's website has been updated to include an option to anonymously report. So you can be an anonymous little Nazi brown shirt uh, to report your neighbors who uh, exceed the limits of, building, uh, of, of any building capacity or refuse to wear masks. Yes. So if you're somewhere and you should be wearing a mask, your little Nazi neighbors can brown shirt you and turn you in. The form allows users to specify the type of establishment they're reporting, including indoor gun ranges or religious services, of course. Additional types of establishments that can be reported are grocery or convenience stores, restaurants, brick or mortar retail stores, wineries or breweries, personal grooming services, gyms and other places. Um, oh, also there's a petition here to, for no mandatory contact tracing and government surveillance for the coronavirus. I give you the link here. Uh, it's going to be a uh, page, I don't know, 25 probably of the PDF for this date, uh, 6, 29, 20. Anyway, under Northam's phase two rules, the religious services are, must be limited to no more than 50% of the lowest capacity load on the certificate of occupancy of the room. Because see, you got to have that six foot rule because that's magic. It can't go past six feet. Did you know that? It can't go. The, vi the coronavirus dies at six feet. I mean, even though I've heard it can go up to 21, but, you know, and stay on surfaces for a long, long time. But anyway, six feet is, is the whatever. So you have to have 50% lowest occupancy load on the certificate of occupancy of the room in which religious facility services are conducted. Uh, individuals attending religious services much, must be six feet apart when seated and must practice proper distancing at all times with the exception of family members uh here in 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 north carolina if you go into a re, uh, a uh, restaurant you have to have the mask on when you go in but when you're seated you can take it off so see what here's what happens magically when you're seated 
you're immune, you're safe. The coronavirus cannot get you and you can't give it to anyone else. You could breathe freely at the table, but walking to the table, you are a contagious devil that needs to be muzzled, okay? Then when you get done eating your meal, and as soon as you're, as soon as you lift up from the seat, okay, of the table, you automatically become severely contagious again with COVID-19, and you have to have the mask back on in order to protect everyone else. Isn't that magical? How that all happens? And there's there's no um, there's no illogic in any of that. It's fine. Everybody's breathing freely, but boy, oh boy, once you stand up, you better have that mask back on. You better. Because that makes perfect sense to me. I don't know about you all, but I mean, there, there's nothing more that has ever made more sense to me than that, what I just stated. Anyway, um, let's see here. These complaints can be made anonymously, of course. There is nothing to prevent businesses from snitching on competitors or to prevent the outright fabrication of reports. Republican State Senator Mark Obashane responded. So it appears that the full force and weight of the state government is poised and ready to drop on restaurants, churches, and wineries for any perceived violations of the Satanist Governor Northam kill the baby after it's born Northam's orders. Because he says kill the babies after they're born. Keep them comfortable and then we can kill them after they're born. That's what he said pretty much on that radio interview. Uh, he's the one trying to take away all the guns too and the, the one we've done so many studies on in the last year. Uh, next one, infant vaccination rates are pummel, uh, plummeting during the lockdown. So why did infant mortality rates also plummet? To historic lows. Huh, that's weird. Vaccines are praised as the golden standard for saving millions of lives worldwide. That's the promise that we're led to believe as the parents ritualistically submit their infant sons and daughters to a cornucopia of state-sanctioned injections. Well, baby visits are designed to introduce up to 26 liability-free vaccine, liability for the vaccine companies. They can't be sued. You have to go to the vaccine court and then they pay you off in private if you can win. Only 26 liability-free vaccinations in the baby's first year of life during six or more visits to the pediatrician. However, during the COVID-19 lockdowns, well baby visits were canceled and vaccination rates plummeted as well. Well, what we would expect to see then is the death rate of the children skyrocketing, right? Because they're not getting all their 26 vaccines. I mean, what could be worse than that in the universe? They're not getting their 26 vaccines, many cultured off of other aborted babies with things like formaldehyde and mercury and aluminum and, and, and all these other horrible genetically modifying things that are in... Well, more parents stayed home, nursed their babies, watched them closely and kept them away from pediatricians. Oh, that's horrible. When the national emergency order was declared, provider orders for, for routine pediatric vaccines dropped significantly the vaccines for children program and the vaccine safety date safety data link reported a drop-off in vaccine coverage starting in the third week of march which is when all the lockdowns and stuff went into effect as the hundreds of thousands of parents stayed home and skipped well baby visits the downward trend was observed from march 23rd to the end of april for all 
non-influenza vaccines, especially measles-containing vaccines. So the measles-containing vaccines, they really went down. Now, guess what? The measles-containing vaccines are probably the worst. The MMRs, the MMR2 and the other one that they've got, because they're cultured off. One's cultured off two different aborted fetal cell lines. The others are cultured off one aborted fetal cell line plus genetic, like, recumbent albumin. Pro I mean, it's some witch's brew of evil, both of them. They're, 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 the, the MMRs are the worst of all vaccines that I can identify. And that was especially, they, they, the measles ones went down. Okay, and here's a chart that shows it all. Straight from the um, Vaccines for Children program. Straight from the, the horse's mouth. Straight from the government. Okay, if you want to see the chart, it's right here. So why did infant mortality rates drop to historic lows as vaccine coverage fell? If vaccines are so important for an infant to live, then why didn't the infant death rate dramatically increase as vaccine coverage fell, pray tell? The data shows the exact opposite effect occurred, though. Infant death rates actually plummeted to historic lows. In the U.S., infant's mortality occurs at roughly 700 babies per week. This trend of infant death remains steady from 2014 to 2019 when the vaccination rates were also steady. But in 2020, this all changed amazingly. And it only changed from March to, to mid-April, which is where this is going from. Infant death rates fell by 30% on average each week. Throughout April and into mid-May, the infant mortality rate has declined to 500 on average per week down from 700 so 200 less babies dying per week nationally 30 percent deaths among children under 18 are relatively rare when compared to deaths in other age groups now here's the chart that shows this decline as well for the average death rate to change by 30 percent in the youngest age group of infants that is unprecedented the main cause of death for infants generally speaking is congenital malformation birth defects which represents 32 percent of all infant deaths now, now you could probably say that doesn't that might not have anything to do with the vaccines other than maybe the mom being vaccinated and it causing a congenital birth defect okay um on average accidents accidents account for another 31 percent of infant deaths so that doesn't really have anything to do with the vaccines okay Circulatory complications are 9% and, and homicide is 7% are also contributing causes. I guess the baby gets killed in the womb. But the biggest gray area for the infant death is sudden infant death syndrome, which is always vaccine related. But that's, they like to call it sudden infant death when the baby dies from a vaccine because it's so convenient. Which accounts for roughly 32% of infant deaths. Well, guess what? It's 32% of infant deaths and guess what the death rate dropped by? 30%. Imagine that. So when they weren't able to get all these um, devil poisons into the children via the vaccines, well, it declined by 30%. Dropping from 700 babies per week dying to 500. It's unprecedented. And the, the rate of this has been steady in, in all of the years, all the way going back to 2014. But all of a sudden now it drops to historic lows when we stop vaccinating the kids because of COVID-19. If the U.S. can save 200 or more babies on average each week by simply foregoing well baby visits and vaccinations, it should be death baby visits 
and vaccinations, then how many more babies can be saved if pediatric care was actually reformed entirely? The vaccine doses and the vaccine doses, well, what about taking them away totally? Because they're all evil. How many babies can be saved if a pediatric care adopted a more comprehensive and integrative approach, a more nutritionally based supplement approach for the mother, you know, I wonder, I wonder how many more. Finally, what if the vaccine man, manufacturers were held liable in a court of law? Oh, we couldn't have that. So we have that. Then, aborted fetal tissue and vaccines. Most of the COVID vaccines being developed are using human aborted fetal tissue to culture the coming COVID-19 vaccine. Right on cue, baby. Right on cue. Babies harvested are born alive at five to six months old with beating hearts and no anesthesia. Because that's the way they do organ harvesting. Whether you die in an accident and you sign that organ donor card, oh boy, you're a juicy target, especially if you're young. You're <laughs> That's a lot of money. The hospital, the MDs are going to get from that. So you're prime. Um, you could be a prime target. On June 15th, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. interviewed the founder and the president of Sound Choice Pharmaceutical Institute, Dr. Teresa Deicher, on the use of aborted fetal tissue and vaccines. Dr. Deicher is a genetic engineer with over 20 years of experience in the pharmaceutical industry from basic human biology through clinical trials. I give all of her accolades below if you want to see them. This is a very important interview between... I can't play the interview because Robert F. Kennedy has something massively wrong with his voice. It is like trying to listen to a whole interview of nails across chalkboard for like 40 or 50 minutes. I can't personally do it. And God bless him. I'm not making fun of him. I'm just saying he probably shouldn't be doing interviews because there's something majorly wrong with his vocal cords and I don't know exactly know what it is, but you, you can't really listen to his interviews. Okay, it, it's just really, really tough. I'm not going to put you through that. So what I did is I got, this is basically a excerpt from the interview. Um, well, or the information from the interview. I, I give you a link, though, if you want to listen to the interview. Okay. Anyway, um, this is regarding the use of human fetal tissue to culture viruses for vaccines. Dr. Deicher reveals that human DNA fragments are found in vaccines. Most of the COVID-19 vaccines being developed are using aborted human fetal tissue to culture the coronavirus of course of course one of the more interesting questions mr kennedy asked dr deicher was why the manufacturers of vaccines switch from exclusively using animal tissue culture viruses for vaccines to start using aborted fetal tissue some years back dr deicher's reply was the industry was getting a lot of pressure from animal rights movements to stop using animals for experimentation Mr. Kennedy was shocked and stated, what kind of weird, isn't it kind of weird to think that animal rights activists have more clout than the vaccine companies than do anti-abortion activists? Meaning they'll, they'll, they'll gladly kill infants and, you know, to get the culturing medium for the vaccines. They'll gladly kill the infants. That's fine. I mean, if they're doing it off a chicken embryo, that's an egg. No, nobody's dying. Okay. Off a chicken, off an egg. Okay. Other than the egg never developed. Well, that's the same. You got eggs in your refrigerator. Those are all eggs that never developed. Okay? Chicks that never developed. Anyway, um, 
Dr. Deicher replied, they do, and you know what's really alarming is the lack of outcry over human babies being born alive at five to six months old, because that's when they have to harvest them, so that their hearts can be obtained beating. And they have to be beating to be used in the research that's being done. And if the heart has stopped beating, it's not useful, you can't use it. So those babies are delivered alive with their hearts cut out without anesthesia. And that's what's going into your COVID-19 and your other vaccines that are cultured off aborted babies like MMR and the chicken pox and the rabies one and a host of others. I believe it's up to 27. Now, when COVID-19 comes out, that'll be another one that you can add to it. I mean, things aren't too satanic, are they? In this world we live in, in this wonderful world we live in. Sorry, it's just hard for me not to be use sarcasm. Um... So yeah, they're being delivered alive with their hearts cut out without anesthesia. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Mr. Kennedy and Dr. Deicher covered a wide range of topics, including which vaccines contain human fetal tissue that the existing research tells us in terms of health risks and what alternatives might be used in place of human DNA and vaccines. I, I don't use any alternatives. I think we should do away with them all. And then it, here's all of Dr. Deicher's huge accolades and background, if you want to see that. I'm not going to go over it all. And we've played Dr. Judy Mikovits. She was um, one of the main ones that they've been trying to suppress as of late. She worked with Dr. Fauci, exposed Dr. Fauci for the evil devil that he is. And, and this is an excerpt from one of her recent material uh, uh, things. It's a very short one. But she says up to 50 million Americans may die this fall. Now, if they come out with that that quick from taking the upcoming COVID-19 vaccine, only 50 million. I mean, you know, that's only about one sixth of the uh, you know, a little less than one-sixth of the population. No biggie, you know, no biggie. It's worth it, though, for something that kills 0.26% of a population that they intentionally infect in a nursing home. And then if you die of a stub toe or a skydiving accident, or if you're stillborn, you're, it's still going to be COVID-19. So they add those stats in there, too. So if we actually knew the real death rate, it'd probably be like 0.001%. The only reason it... it it caused that in Wuhan is because they had every single parameter in place to make sure it was a maximum kill factor. And again, I don't think that it was near what they were hoping it would be. But again, it didn't matter because Satan had pushed all his chips in on this and he wasn't going to back off. The vaccines, right? They're pushing Dr. Fauci, Bill Gates. They're pushing this mandated vaccine. What would happen if they were successful in this current vaccine schedule and in mandating it. Now remember, this is Dr. Judy. She's going to talk now. Um, if if they were successful in mandating it for everyone, at least 50 million Americans would die, okay. probably from the first dose. That is incredible. And they know this. You're saying that they know this. Know this. 50 million is an acceptable loss. I mean, come on. That's chump change. Just one-sixth of the population. That's it. At least we'll all make sure that we're COVID-19 free. ...vaccine. What would happen if they were successful current vaccines? Um, if, if they were successful in mandating it for everyone, at least 50 million Americans would die. Probably from... And this is coming from an incredibly advanced expert on this subject that has worked with Dr. Fauci and saw his evil for a long, long time. She's got way more, like, medical credentials than, you know... I mean, this was her specialty. 
first dose. That is incredible. And they know this. You're saying that they know this. Know this. Because those, those are the contaminant, those are the vaccine injured. 50 million Americans have the gamma retroviruses we discovered that were coming through vaccines in a contaminated blood supply. Yeah. And these are the clinical symptoms. So the contaminated blood supply with like blood transfusions and plasma and the other vaccines they've gotten, particularly the flu vaccines, I believe she said, where they were given this COVID-19 coronavirus although it was an asymptomatic state and that's why if you take the test and you've been exposed to this stuff even if you've never had one symptom you're gonna test positive and then they're gonna lock you up in quarantine and take away your kids if you've got kids and you don't meet all their parameters okay so understand you you might have already been exposed you might already have this this COVID-19 just through previous vaccines or anything previous that you might have been in a hospital procedure where you might have ever got any blood or whatever understand that they've already You've done this by design on purpose to set you up for this and so they are going to bury the evidence and kill kill the victims um you know and call it COVID 19 this is what you know i'm trying to say they know this and and that's why he's in such a hurry to do it once it's yeah. in there you can't get it out of there and these are the these are the victims these are our military these are our first responders these are our lab workers and our health care workers they will be the first victims and yes because they'll get it first and they'll die first and then there'll be no nobody to take care of the other people that are going to start dropping dead from the vaccines and they want that because they want order out of chaos all the more excuses to get the blue hats on the streets I mean, this is criminal. This is it is criminal. There are a hundred uh, vaccines on the schedule, and a hundred and ten plan, and never, never have they been tested together. A hundred vaccines on the schedule. Like I said, it's never going to end. You know, it was seventy-two by the age of eighteen or whatever it is, and then you know, that's just the beginning, though. It's just the beginning. And when they combine them. They, they combine yes. the contaminants. They add more contaminants exactly. because, yeah. for instance, there's a... Each vaccine you're getting has another toxic, contaminated load of things that then react with the other vaccines you took earlier. They start, And then you get to a, a critical mass where it's that last vaccine. This is what happens with autism. Oh, wow, Johnny was fine up to his 20th shot, and then all of a sudden he went autistic on us overnight. Well, it was the other 19 shots combined with the straw that broke the camel's back when he gave Johnny the 20th one that made him to go autistic. That's how they work. Vaccine called twin ricks, hepatitis A and hepatitis B. They don't develop them together, which is the right way to purify them. They just make one, make the other, and throw the whole gamish in you. They never look at, at what the interactions are. They don't never do we consider the blood pressure medicine and all the other medicines that the elderly are on. No elderly person should ever get a vaccine of any kind. In fact, Amen. nobody should get a Amen. vaccine. But what do they do? They give them the extra really, really powerful flu vaccine because they need extra immune system support. No, it's because it'll kill you extra dead, extra quick. That's why they give the flu, the, the extra more potent flu vaccines to the elderly because they know a very high percentage of them, statistically speaking, are going to drop dead. And that's well known in the nursing home industry that oh when the flu shot season rolls around we're gonna have a whole bunch of beds free up because the flu vaccines are going to kill a whole bunch of people 
of any kind if they want to be healthy in this country. And that's what I hope President Trump will just, a five-year moratorium. Oh, yeah, I'm sure President Trump's going to get right on that. Yeah, and then fr- hell's going to freeze over. On all vaccines until the vax, unvax study, till every safety test is done, everything. And that'll take a lot longer than five years. And you know what we'll get? Ha, we'll get healthy kids. We'll get our <laughs> lives back. We'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll realize that, that, you know, we're not. Healthy people don't make people sick. <laughs> anyway, so we have that. Um, another whistleblower nurse. People scared to speak out against all the COVID-19 hospital murders. Again, and these are being done by design to get the numbers up, to get their, to get that $52,000 per, per uh, person. Um, InfoWars plays crypt clips from the groundbreaking whistleblower interview from veteran nurse turned investigative journalist Erin Marie Olza Whiskey, who exposed the COVID-19 patients being purposely murdered to boost numbers so hospitals get more money because that's what it's all about the love of money is the root of all evil caution there's a little bit of language in here I believe so just so you know I'm sorry and now he's 37 years old and dead. That's what I'm seeing. Like all these negative tests. And they're and they're putting them on these vents. She's seen negative COVID-19 tests, yet they're still putting them on ventilators. So they can get that $39,000. And diagnosing them with COVID-19, even though they're negative. I mean, this is pure satanically evil stuff we're dealing with here it's hopeful that they'll get it they're being put on these covid floor is murder it, it straight up is it is setting these people up for failure based on because they're all scared everybody's scared and everybody's scared to stick up for themselves and i've called a lot of doctors unethical hit pause right there and back that up 10 seconds everybody's scared See, everybody thinks you go along, you get ahead, not in the end game. And I know so many men that if my dog crapped in their yard, they'd want to get in a fight with me. Or if I bumped into them in a store, they'd, they'd bow up and act tough. But when the system runs all over them, they don't do a damn thing because they think you get ahead acting like that. No, you don't get ahead acting like that. This country was built on people not being scared. I'm not scared of Letitia James or Governor Cuomo or those other cold-blooded murderers like Newsom. Here's Aaron talking about with video she shot on her phone of the negative test, but them still calling it a COVID patient. Yep. Now, other doctors have gone public and said that too. This is criminal. Now, remember, they're admitting to 0.26 percent of i believe people they get infected with covid 19 dying 0.26 and but they're telling you though all these people that are supposedly dying they're a lot of them aren't even never even had it but they're doing it because there's this gigantic financial incentive and i think a lot of them are just flat out satanists and luciferians there's a lot of doctors out there that are that are closet luciferians and satanists that just love death and they do want to kill people i'm not saying they're all like that but there are some 
So for them, it's a win-win. I mean, you get the, you get the human sacrifice of the person dying for no good reason, and then you get the fifty-two grand, and then we count that as a statistic, and then we can blow that. Although it's kind of hard to blow a 0.26% death rate out of proportion and act like we're in some pandemic, which is anything, it's the biggest lie ever, just about. Timothy, but they're all doing it in blue states because they've been green lit. And they're comfortable enough in green, green states, blue states, to green light doing this and to kill these people. But the nurses and people are compartmentalized, but they're like, what the hell are you doing? Here it is. I am pulling up like their laboratory results. So if you look here, you'll see COVID-19 bioreference lab. Here are the test results. As you can see, 5-1-2020 at 17-16, uh, not detected. They test for a second time, 5-4-2020 um, at 17-59, not detected. So both of those are negative. Scroll up to the top. This is my patient. They are on a vent and they are being called COVID-19 confirmed. Droplet in contact and eye protection. So they're tested negative twice, but they ignore that. They say, no, it's COVID-19 confirmed. Take all the necessary precautions and then put them on a ventilator and kill them. That's what they're doing. They're doing it in mass in some hospitals. I'm not saying every hospital, but in this one they are. Oh, uh, this person is shocked. We'll come back to that. And you get $53,000 when you say it's COVID and yep. when you stick a tube down their throat. Yep. And then the setting by the WHO is a setting never before seen that destroys lungs. <laughs> and they go, well, it says for COVID, you know, WHO, they're the only authority. Yep. And the WHO says zinc doesn't help, vitamin D doesn't nope. help, nope. vitamin C doesn't help. The FBI SWAT teaming medical doctors that are giving people vitamin C, even though it's a known treatment, hundreds of studies, they're allowed. Just FBI's like, get on the ground, get on the ground, because we need to kill some people. Now, the average FBI agent doesn't know all this medical stuff, but this is known, folks. Like, if you don't floss your teeth, you get cavities. If you smoke three packs of cigarettes a day, you're going to get lung cancer. I mean, this is known. Don't play in traffic. Remember, at first, the media is like, it's a conspiracy. We don't get more money. And then USA Today checked it. $52,000 plus, bare minimum. That's a pretty good number for a hitman. You can hire a pretty good hitman for $50,000. You can hire a real one. You know, the right folks to ask and if the hit's approved. And it's not approved by the mafia, not the one you think. <laughs> now, think about that. You can go hire some highly decorated Green Beret to go kill who you want killed for $20,000. But the hospitals get $52,000 to kill you. Exactly. Because they think you're going to take it. Are you going to take it? Here, let's keep going. You think you might want to share the video at Bandai Video? Like a third world hospital. That's why they keep the families out because these are extermination based. These is a mass euthanation operation test. Yes, Here it, it is. is. Yes, it is. It's reality. I compare this hospital 
to a third world country. I've been in a third world country hospital. Now this is the nurse again. Iraq. The Iraq hospital is better than this one. And that says a lot. I've been there. I, I've had, I've been in both hospitals. That's right, she's an army veteran. Uh, wounded in combat too. So, so, so let's talk about this. Why do they want to keep you out? Because they're putting COVID patients with people that aren't, and, and then they, they have actuaries all over Europe and here. Nurses, again, in Italy, three, four months ago, were like, well, they're putting people in the elderly wing that are asymptomatic to spread it. And the nurses will call other hospitals. It's happening there. Yeah, it's, they're doing it here, too. It's on purpose, folks. Yes. <laughs> wow! To get those stats up too, the the infinitesimally low stats, I got to get them up somehow. And here she is saying, "Good nurses are outnumbered," because I told you, folks, the average nurses are they're in the drugs, they're in the the, the liquor. I mean, they're having sex with the doctors. Is what's going on? And this is party time. They're getting. Now, I don't know if that's true, but that's what he's saying. This is right now, here it is from the nurse. Here it is. There are good nurses that work there too. Like I have made good friends with a lot of the nurses that do work there there's good people but they're outnumbered what, so what happens people they're in a satanic system from the beginning and it's it's a it's an absolutely totally losing battle from that standpoint you're not going to reform something that was rotten and wicked and corrupt to begin with and this is why i've, I've said about ig farben which was the main driving financial force behind hitler and his rise is the same company that came over after the war when it split into three different companies and even before the war and went to the, the medical colleges and offered them all kinds of money and they were going to rebuild the colleges and revamp the curriculum and do all this other stuff and that's what they the the, the whole point was here you want the suitcase full of money fine but you got to let us revamp your curriculum. And at that point, every single disease process had some type of chemical, because they were a chemical company, chemical protocol to treat it. And those chemicals are called, called drugs. Pharmakia, the root word for sorcery. And that was when our medical colleges in America got taken over. Okay. Early 1900s, around there. You know, and I'm sure it was a process. And IG Farben, the driving financial force behind Hitler, was the one that did it. They split off into three different com companies after the war in order to not be prosecuted for Nazi war crimes. They were the one that made the Zyklon B gas that were was used in the death camps. Okay, they spit into Bayer, who brought, who recently bought Monsanto, two of the most wicked companies on the planet, yoked up. Bayer bought Monsanto, and um, TDF, I believe um and then one other one I, I forget anyway you could do the research ig farben or just key it in the keyword search box i've done tons of studies on them so the bible says if the foundations be destroyed what can the righteous do proverbs 11 verse 3 well it was unfortunately the modern day medical industry is corrupt and wicked to the core and if it was corrupt and wicked from its beginning from its inception from its modern day inception there's no way you can ever make it uncorrupt a corrupt fountain cannot yield fresh water, the Bible says. And although I'm not saying I'm against emergency medicine and medicine to save a life, you cannot drug your body into good health. And typically, you're not going to surgery your body into good health. And I mean something like, oh, open heart surgeries or stints or things like that, which are nothing more than band-aids, when chelation would be all they would really need in lifestyle changes. IV chelation being the best to clean out the arteries the quickest. 
but they don't want to do that because it fixes the problem and, and all the open heart surgeries would would go to nothing if they did iv chelation on people you know that would be the righteous thing to do no no we don't want to do that don't change their lifestyle let them let them keep drinking you know two, two liters of coke and uh soft drinks per day or diet coke or whatever they are and get all their their horrible chemicals in there and all the fluoridated water that comes off that and and you know eat the wrong foods and you know plaque up your arteries nice and good and gum up your liver no no we want that to keep going because that that's reoccurring revenue for us and we're all about reoccurring revenue in the medical industry that's what drugs are baby you get on one drug you got a whole bunch of side effects you got to take more you know because they all produce side effects so you got to take more drugs to counteract those side effects meanwhile your liver is getting more gummed up by the day and more damaged and your kidneys probably too and all kind of other stuff that is happening so you got to take more drugs to compensate for that you get more pharmacia more chemicals that's the whole plan and like this 37 year old and what was he complaining of or what was going respiratory on respiratory distress he didn't have covid either he he did not have covid and how do we know that i ha i took care of him i have the same type of um results from his chart as i do with my other patient it was like the day before intubation he was fine on the yeah. rebreather and then they intubated, and then he got a pneumonia, and then they put in a F2, and then it's a And now he's 37 years old and dead. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. Like, all these negative tests. And they're, and they're putting them on these vents. They're putting them on the ventilators, which is killing them. It, hopeful that they'll get it. They're, they're giving them that COVID-19 diagnosis, even though they're not checking negative, they're testing negative multiple times. Doesn't matter. All they're seeing is dollar signs and another death for the statistic bin. These COVID floor is murder. Yeah. It's it straight up. Is, yeah, it's just basic straight up mass murder. It is setting these people up for failure. Just like they're doing in the abortion clinics, you know. Based on... I should have told you up front that this is a snuff. Hey, have you ever heard of a more horrific study than I'm doing today? No, seriously, have you? I ask yourself. I have never, ever. I keep thinking there's no way, more way I can give you a more horrific study. It's not my goal. I wish I could. I wish I could report pixie sticks, pixie sticks, and in lollipops and marshmallows and vanilla ice cream and have a one. I mean, granted, I kind of tried to start out positive with the with the luciferian march and how that was totally shut down and how god got the victory yeah that was but it's just I, I cannot help though the news cycle and i can't not as a watchman not tell you this stuff as depressing as it is it's if you have a loved one and any of this starts to happen about contact tracing or possible covid19 or testing you need to be made aware of this because I'm doing unto you as I would want done unto myself. And if I knew about something and I didn't warn you and I let you go ahead and do it and somebody dies as a result of it, well, the blood's on my hands, according to Ezekiel 3 and 33 as a watchman. And I don't want to let that happen because I love you enough to tell you the truth. She got really freaked out by this and started recording. The people they were killing yeah. Which is what you should do. I mean, yeah. And then she tried to warn people, tried to talk to the hospital. They just said, shut up. But well, luckily, Journeyman Films knows to just go around any hospital and just start asking questions. They're like, yeah, we're murdering people in there. It's all around you. I know it's horrible. I don't want to admit this. It's all true, though. Yep. It's all true. And Trump's got to admit he got conned. He's got to oh, go for all their arrests. He didn't get conned. He's still on the Trump train. He's still being an apologist for Trump. 
And, and it's just unbelievable to me. What will it take? What will it take for Jones to wake up about Trump? But again, at the end of the day, I think Alex Jones is going to go into the Mark of the Beast system, and I think he's going to encourage it at the end of it. We'll see. Maybe he won't. I think he will. He has David Icke on frequently, who is an avid, avid um, Christ-hating devil that you know, who said he was Jesus Christ at the start of his career. Um, it's all man-centered, you know. Yeah, there'll be times when, when Alex Jones goes on a rant about Jesus and things of this nature, and it sounds good for a minute, but, you know, then he gets right back on the Trump train, and then he gets right back on all the man-centered stuff, and, and you don't hear about God for weeks on end. And I'm not saying I listen to him that much, but and a lot of the stuff he's getting into like this, you know, it's very good. So I'm gleaning from him the same way I would glean from somebody like CNN. Fauci, all of them need to be arrested, indicted, convicted, and yes. then executed. Amen. Amen. He just to that. joined us. There is a devastatingly powerful interview, part nine, with an accredited army veteran, um, decorated woman, Erin Marie Olzinski. And she shot video of the people they were killing. Healthy people, hospital would order it. It's all by computers now. That's what this technocracy is and he would say that they're not positive three different tests doesn't matter computer says we're going to say positive tell them and then the guy's like totally fine what's going on oh we're going to intubate you really yeah let me hold your hand sweetheart your ass is dead <laughs> i mean this isn't some movie where there's a crazy hospital on the hill with, with nuts running it this is the bioethics boards and if you don't know about the cult of power that's in hospitals and that's in facilities, you don't know how it really works. Remember Steve Pachinik many years ago on the show said, doctors decide who lives and who dies. So that goes on for know, another 21 minutes if you want to avail yourself to that. Uh, let's go further. I'm just trying to get through as much as we can. Uh, almost all internet searches are manipulating COVID-19 coronavirus report. They're ma ma manipulating everything at this point. You, you can't even, I go up on, on the internet now and try to do a keyword. And this is why I really believe the end is near because I've never seen anything like this. It's just, everything's imploding. Every, every access to truth that I used to have is slowly being taken away. I've, I've just never seen the aggression. So I, I feel like, wow. I mean, how can this get much worse before they really drop the hammer? I hope I'm wrong, but remember how Google was manipulating search engine results for elections? Well, it's just not Google anymore. Uh, Google, Bing, Yahoo, DuckDuckGo, and others are manipulating COVID-19 search results and everything else that has to do with truth. In this short report, you can play along with me and do it yourself and see the results. When you enter a number of new cases, the top stories are always about coronavirus or COVID-19. And that exact number will come up. No matter how many search engines you use, it will reveal a story or multiple stories about COVID-19 or coronavirus with the exact number you search for. How is this possible? Think George Orwell 1984's Ministry of Truth. Keep in mind, self-professed news nutritionist NewsGuard have been um, given green badges to virtually all news outlets who are seemingly playing along. Now, there's a video on this that you can watch. I give you the link there. I'm not going to play it, though. But anyway, they, they, they say, how is this manipulated? And there's a test. you could, If you don't believe what I just said, you can try this test. And I'm not going to go through it, but you can try it and see. And they're going to show you for yourself. Now, I don't need to do the test because 
I have noticed a dramatic in, I guess would say the past couple months, my search like DuckDuckGo, it used to be, seemed to be really good. It's, it's horrible now. All it comes up is, is, is government propaganda. I try searching for anything. I can't find any truth anymore. And I tested start page, which was another one. Wasn't that like Catherine Albrecht or something that, that, um, you know, the pr private search engine or whatever, totally anonymous private search engine. And when she used start page, the first result was Supreme Court cases. The rest were all COVID garbage and propaganda. Somehow they've taken over all the search engines. Gaburi, supposedly a good search engine for patriots, was virtually all COVID-19 propaganda. Yandex had more on a shotgun and rifle, had more in shotgun and rifle cases. I don't know what that means. But, and then almost no COVID-related pages. One search was much better and Swiss cow was better. So I guess they're saying one search and Swiss cows were the best they tested. In fact, I need to make note of that because I search for stuff all day long and it's kind of driving me crazy that, you know, I can't even do that anymore. And I realize it's a sign of the times, but I'm going to send this to myself because I want to make sure I'm switching over myself. And who knows, maybe next week they'll be horrible. I don't know. Um, another one. This is from a listener. They sent me this. More lies. 28,000 predicted COVID-19 cases in Phoenix by July or another fear tactic. And, and they're just doing, it's breakneck. I mean, every single thing you're seeing now um, is just, the world's going to end. It's going to end tomorrow. Um, we've got, you know, all these lies on drudge now. A drudge is nothing more than a tool of Satan. I mean, a total, total, to, it's, it's almost... I don't even go on CNN, but I would say it's worse. It is a absolute lying propaganda machine. Before you could at least go up there and see, like get like some, some, uh, some truth. You could glean some truth. Now you can't do it at all. It's, and and again, it does look like they're going to oust Trump because it's incredibly anything that goes on with Trump. It's all. And now, granted, you know, I'm not saying Trump's whatever, but they're trying desperately to get Biden in. And, um, you know, doing anything that they can do to get him in and then just pumping all this virus stuff, virus out of control, window closing for action. Texas government, government has been taking a very dangerous turn. Uh, um, Trump officials press Trump to wear masks because if he's wearing a mask, then they feel his followers wear and they'll fall, fall along and be good little Nazis. COVID races through Arizona, red states, big risk. Fears worse to come. Los Angeles critical. These are all the top reports on Trump. They're all total stinking lies. Every one of them. But it doesn't matter. Because Satan, you know, is in control of Drudge. And they're going to put this, this, uh, all these lies out. Um, let's see here. All right. So this is from, I believe, a doctor. A hospital in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, put out data models stating that people in Phoenix, and I don't know why if, they would be doing Philadelphia, Pennsylvania would be putting out a data model about Phoenix. But anyway, people in Phoenix will be infected by the coronavirus by July 18th. How many people? They said 28,000 will be. This is absurd. Another fear tactic to justify more business and closures and more lockdowns. As Igor, who I believe is a doctor, explained to me again, the presence of COVID-19 antibodies inside the bloodstream does not mean a person is infected or even contagious. Remember, according to Judy Mikovits, who we heard earlier, tons of people are walking around and have been exposed to COVID-19, either through 
the vaccines, the flu vaccines, uh, contaminated blood products, and or if you've just been flat exposed to it, okay? Um, just because you have COVID antibodies inside the bloodstream, it does not mean a person's infected or contagious. Most people on earth have antibodies from seasonal flu, for example. If they were exposed to flu virus, this does not mean they have the flu or will spread the flu. They're not sick any more than a large percentage of people who are now showing positive for coronavirus. Our government is fooling the masses to pull up the numbers for the second wave that they have pre-planned for America. They're using an antibody test, a serological test, instead of a normal PCR test for the coronavirus. Now, she mentioned that, the nurse mentioned that, I believe. The, a PCR test is a specific test that only tests for the virus in your body. PCR tests are never done on people that are not showing symptoms. A PCR tests are very expensive, $1,300 a pop. The serological tests are cheap and quick tests, but they're not accurate. The presence of an antibody for COVID will stay in the body for about two years. This is normal. And 99% of those people with the coronavirus antibodies will have no symptoms whatsoever and are not sick. And they're not going to spread it either. Okay? This fear tactic for Phoenix is based on a model and not on any actual PCR tests on the population. As I said below, it's just some lying model they put out, in other words. Figures lie and liars figure, you know, that whole thing. So, um, uh, as I said a few months ago, they plan a second and third wave of COVID with two to three years of ongoing destruction of our businesses and our lifestyles, our locked, you know, everything. This is being done to restructure our way of life and bring in their communist style government. They know that the lockdowns, the mask wearing, the distancing will prevent the global population from developing natural herd immunity. But I don't even think it's so much that because it's been such a fizzly thing anyway it hasn't done near what they wanted to but yes herd immunity i guess would be a factor which will play into the hands for a long-term pandemic situation because the people's immune systems become weakened and more susceptible to covid19 so we have that uh let's see oh boy okay um i'm gonna have to i'm gonna go ahead and play this real quick um i'm gonna have to try to squeeze in every single thing i can squeeze in because I mean, I'm going into part four here, and I've still got a long way to go. Um, FDA pulls poisonous hand sanitizers. Now, this is something else very important because everybody's going around using the, the devil hand sanitizers that are going straight into your body because they have got all this alcohol. They're pulling all this these chemicals into the bloodstream, which are cancer-causing, and they um, are gender-bending type of things. They probably have tons of xenoestrogens in them, and they're horrible for you. Out of KTLA, this is local news Los Angeles headline. Uh, the FDA uh, warns against nine hand sanitizers because they may contain potentially fatal ingredients. Oh, fantastic. Um, now these, <laughs> these companies came out of a Mexican company named Esk Biochem. And they okay. sold products that had a high percentage of methanol. Uh, typically, these hand sanitizers use uh, ethyl alcohol as an ingredient. So uh, from the article, you know, looking at this methanol it says exposure to significant amounts of methanol can result in nausea vomiting headache blurred vision permanent blindness seizures coma permanent damage to the nervous system or death the agency recommends that consumers stop using these products immediately and dispose them in get this appropriate hazardous waste containers so wow <laughs> the fda contacted the company recommended they pull this the company hasn't responded it's taken no action so they were forced to put out this consumer advisory to tell people basically not to buy this stuff and throw it away 
absolutely incredible. So we are putting some form of a biohazard on our hands somewhere. And you know, when I, when I think about it, and I've been thinking about this as I go into the different stores that want to squirt something in my hands or in a restaurant that has some fluid inside of that machine, I don't know what it is, right? And even with my children, you know, I want to teach them to wash their hands, but I don't even know that that's real soap. I don't know what you have in there. And frankly, when I, I worked in restaurants for many, many years, I happen to know that things like soaps and stuff like that that don't actually have to clean your dishes, you're going to go with, like, the cheapest thing you can find, right? Everyone's looking how to cut corners. I have to imagine this product out of Mexico is probably one of the cheaper things you can find. Maybe you get it at the dollar store. I don't know. But the idea that this stuff was even on our shelves, where was the FDA to begin with, it's really, really shocking. And by the way, folks, just so you know, because I've read the studies, the FDA, you know, really should put out a giant disclaimer saying, you know what they have found? That none of these antibacterial soaps actually prove to have any advantage over just plain soap and water, which means you don't have to take the risk of putting biohazardous materials yes. on your well, hands. Well, but yeah, but a lot of the soaps are biohazard. They're horrible too. So, you know, I like to use like Calben. They make everything's der derivatives of natural coconut. Calben soaps, they've got shampoo, dish soaps. Uh, you could make the foamy, the foamy type of soaps, which really go a long way. Um, laundry detergents, things like that, and things of that nature. And then I've also put out several studies on how to make your own hand sanitizers, natural ones. The Thieves blend that you hear a lot about on the internet, you just can Thieves. Um, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com and maybe hand, you find how to make that naturally and make a whole bunch of it. Um, you make it with witch hazel and um, the little bit of the thieves essential oil. Maybe you put a little bit of colloidal silver in there if you want to give it a little more of a boost. There's all kinds of things you can do to naturally create hand sanitizers and to do this and to do it totally naturally. And I would also say I did a lot of stories on the doctors about triclosan please look out for that oh, yeah, because science has shown that it can mutate your own cells and that you know it yeah you can key in that in the keyword search box again at my website and it, i've done studies on triclosan killing off your good bacteria the point being stop with the antibacterial soaps already just take a bar of soap and water that's what you need mm -hmm. if you like that clip then be sure to check out okay so way over on time here on part i believe three we're on yeah and hopefully going to part four, which will, I hope, to be the last part. So God bless you. See you in part four.